The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, December 30th, 2022, season 18, episode number 98. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We are talking about the Cowboys' big win last night. Cowboys win 27-13 over the Tennessee Titans, a team that uh, that didn't really roll out all of their best players, but as the, the Cowboys said after the game, they are NFL players as well, <laughs> and, and a win is a win. I will never be one to go on there and and think there needs to be an apology for a win. It's the NFL. Yeah. Wins are hard. They got to win on the road, and we move on. You know why? Why? I mean, I've, I've convinced of why. I think I know what you're about to say, but yeah, go ahead. That's because we were here. Right. <laughs> we were we, here in 2000. We lived through those 5 and 11. Yeah, when we started working here, yeah. it was 5 and 11, 5 and 11, 5 and 11. And it was like – so. So winning on the road by 14 points in December, you'd yeah. be like, "Wow, like, yeah. when's the party?" You know, and um, so it's it's hard it's hard to, to do that. And I get it in our world now; it's like nothing's ever good enough. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I thought it was it was it was ugly at times. Yeah. But I mean, methodical in the way that this team keeps playing, and you know, and and to to pick it up and win like that, it was like, all right, and good win. Let's move yeah. on. Keep keep rolling. To get a two-touchdown win on the road in December, as Nick said, Brian. I mean, I think it's got to be – you, you want to – yeah, there was certainly were some moments, and we'll talk about some of the moments that, that you want to see them be better. Yeah. But the fact is, that's still a big thing. Like That's still a good thing, right? Yeah, you got to figure out. And, and December football is all about winning, and it's all about positioning, and it's all about putting pressure on others to have to win. And – they did just that. I know in the in you know all week long when we were talking about this game. It's just hey, find a way to keep the pressure on Philadelphia. Go and win a game. And I, and I was saying on our pregame show last night. I don't care if it's by one point or a hundred points. Find a way to win. Find a way to keep your opportunity to win the division alive, and then and, and play that way. I, I think that these times that they go through now are are really really good i think this anytime you can get battle tested a physical game up front it, it wasn't pretty run blocking wise i mean it was it, there was a lot of things going on in that football game and you know what it wasn't really about their players it was about you know it, it was about or who they had on the field it was about your ability to kind of fight through some things because you're right it's not pretty but december football is not always pretty december football is about getting to the next one and finding a way to get that done. It was a very physical game, a very tough emotional game against Philadelphia. You know, five, six days later, you come back and you have to play another one. You know, those are the kinds of things that your team gets battle-tested, it's better for it, it's better to coach off a win than it is a loss, you You know. know. You're not going to say it, Derek. I don't know if it's in your rundown, but, you know, uh, before on Friday or whatever day we picked games, Wednesday, Mm. 
Brian, what what score did you have for the Cowboys? I picked it right. I mean, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's no, not, it's good though. Nostradamus no, over there, twenty seven thirteen. Well, you guys, you guys sombrero. have this. You guys have this big like graphic, yeah. you know, and it's got your name. So I figured, and you nailed it. So you I figure if you're yeah. gonna, if you make this big graphic and put it, your name on there, you have to at least give it a go. But no, I mean, <laughs> you that, nailed it in prime time. Thank but, you. But that's that's where. But that's to me. I, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't stand. I, I just wish people could feel what we feel working here. You know, mm-hmm. I wish you could feel the, you know, just the, this, the, the relief of getting wins mm-hmm. and moving on, and not, and not having to be four and twelve at this time and think about firing a bunch of coaches and all that stuff like that. Or hey, what's going to happen? Or what player and with that and dealing with that. Yeah, you're dealing with team that is trying to get ready for playoffs, and that's the thing. And it's hard. It is so hard because you guys are right. We were all part of of a five and eleven program for three years in a row. Mm-hmm. That that's no fun for anybody. You know, it's not fun for the fans. It's especially not fun for the men and women that work in this building. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I wish that people could sit in our chairs. I really really do and feel what this is like. And you would understand. And I'm not trying to you know, say that we're better than you, that kind of thing. I'm just saying we've been blessed to be able to be here and feel how hard it is to win these games. And yep. when you win them, there's so much relief. And it's like, okay, oh, we got another one coming up. you know. But that's what the season does. And you're still playing meaningful football to try and win this division. You put a lot of pressure on Philadelphia yeah. to have to make a decision about their quarterback. Yep, that's yeah. right. And 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 you know, I I just feel like this team, it it's it's tough to get, to get a, a grasp on them after a game like that. I'm talking about the Cowboys last night because, you know, you look at it and you, in in one hand you could say, well, you know, they didn't really play that great, and Tennessee didn't have a lot of their their main guys, and so is this worrisome for the season coming up and playoffs and all that? Or you can take the other side and go. This is a damn good football team because you go out and don't play your best game and you still sleepwalk for a quarter and a half and win by 14 points. Mm-hmm. That, that that's that's kind of exciting because if if this team does play to the level of their competition, well great. I heard you say it this morning. That's, that's actually a good. Yeah, it's a good point. Because uh, fine, it's going to get better than this. Yeah. And 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 you just got to get through it and get through it and the Jacksonville was tough. I mean, but Dak has come back from the injury. They they they've not scored less than 24 points. It was 24 and 27 last night. They're the, the two lowest. They're averaging like 34 points a game. They've lost two road games in overtime to teams that are a little above average and fighting to get in the playoffs. Like it's it's going it's it's pretty good. This is a really good football team. Twenty four wins in two years. I don't care. I mean, yeah, you care about the playoffs, but these fans are like, I don't care about anything else. No, you got to build something here, and that's what they've done. Twenty four wins in two years is is really amazing. And I'd even point this out for those fans out there that are looking for. And I get it. Let me first of all say I get it. A lot of this is the defense mechanism. You know, people who are trying to convince themselves don't get too excited because yeah. I've been here before and I don't want to be disappointed. I get you're playing that defense mechanism. Tough way to live life. It yeah, is. It, it is. absolutely is. Not doing that. But, but yeah. beyond that, though, I mean, I think when you look at it, the one thing that I keep looking at about this team, as much as people want to, you know, style point wins, at the end of the day, 
Like they have beaten teams that are playoff caliber teams. Five and one. They're five and one against those teams. Yeah. I think they're seven and one against winning record teams. I'm not sure about that. The five but, and one versus the five hundred or better. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are killing. No, I shouldn't say kill. They are killing. Uh, they are killing it when it comes to playing qu- quality teams this year. Yeah. And last year that was not the case. Yeah, last year way. you look at the record, they were winning a lot of the games against teams that weren't as good. Right. The teams that are really good. Eh, it was a little bit shaky. That has not been the case this year. Not only are they winning, they beat the brakes off Minnesota. Yeah. That is a right now the number two seed in the, the NFC, and they destroyed them in their place. There are a lot of things to look at to say. This team has some things working in its favor that make you think going in the playoffs, this could be a team that could have some success. Now, let's also be realistic in knowing that the NFL playoffs is a crapshoot. Like when you get there, it is one and done. So every week you got to bring your best or you got to have some things fall your way. And by the way, there have been Super Bowl teams that had some things fall their way. Mm -hmm. But you got to get fortunate. You got to be good with injuries. You got to be able to play good football. It's all those things that come together in January and February in order to win a championship. They will be in the hunt. They are as good as any team that's out there that's in the hunt. Then we'll see what happens, and that's the way you have to approach it. No, I absolutely agree with that. You know, and I look at this team, and you talk about since Dax returned and. They don't run the ball particularly well last night. I think Tennessee did a great job. Tennessee's numbers will tell you, regardless of who's playing up front, they are not going to let you run the ball. That team has the mentality of their head coach, Mike Vrabel. Their their attitude is stop the run, and we're going to run on you. Mm -hmm. They didn't have their primary runner last night. But the thing about it was, as bad as you were running the ball on first down when you tried to run or second down, you still were 62% on third down. And that just and, and, and people will say, well, that doesn't carry. That doesn't no, this team on third down since Dak has returned has been one of the best in the National Football yep. League. It doesn't matter what down and distance. You could put them in third and thirty and they'll find a way to convert. You know? So to me, when you feel about, well, they just didn't do this, this no, the one thing that is the one thing is translating is how this team is finding a way to keeping drives going. Even if they don't run the football, they run the ball for almost what a little over two yards of carry last night in that game. But what happened? Sixteen passes for first downs, five of them by penalty. Five of those by penalty, you put them in a situation where they had mm-hmm. to do something illegally to keep you from getting a first down or catching a football. So to me, those are things they they told me. Well, these turnovers don't travel. These turnovers don't. You know, one year you're leading the league in turnovers. One you're creating turnovers. You're creating turnovers. It doesn't translate next year. What's happened? It's Number translate. One. It's yep. yeah. It's the second year in a row yep. that they're getting people to turn the ball over. These things matter when you get to the playoffs. Absolutely. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our early first break. When we come back, let's talk about the offense. We got some things to talk about there that didn't go right and why maybe some of those things happen. We also have something that went really right. Historic to be uh, in fact. Uh, Nick tweeted about it last night. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? 
You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. To the break. The 2022 Cowboys Fan of the Year is James Wright, and he brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys Jimmy. game. Jimmy <laughs> needs your help to help bring him to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, by posting that and ca- casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. You Captain know what Morgan I— Morgan and Pose just kind of yeah. got me there. You know what I realized? Posting and posing. I saw, Captain Morgan. I saw a graphic we put on our social media— uh, uh, promoting James Wright and realize I know this dude. Like he actually hung out with me and my wife and like my cousin. We were in New Orleans for a game one year, and he was down there and just was a random fan. Mm-hmm. But he was walking around Bourbon Street with a full suit, like Cowboys mm-hmm. suit that he had on, and just kind of came up and started talking. And before you know it, he just hung out with us for the rest of the night. Really cool dude. A little extreme, you know, yeah. not my thing, but he's a little extreme. But I guess that's how you yeah, win. Yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> wear, you don't wear right. polos and jeans and get right. fan of the right. year. Right, right. I mean, but uh, yeah, real cool dude. So I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. We'll see if he can win this, win this. How did he beat out Miss Price? I don't know. I don't know how anybody beats out Miss Price. That's a hard thing to do. They don't. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk about the offense. Last night, uh, after going up 10-0, uh, they're early in the game. They had three straight turnovers, a fumble, two interceptions. Uh, still end up scoring 27 points on the night. But let's talk about those that that portion of the game where it just kind of the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. What happened on those three plays? Uh, and and where do you kind of look at this? And 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 what are you? Is there anything you take from that part of the game? Uh, that makes you a little more concerned going forward? Mm, I mean, okay, concerned going forward, yeah. Yeah, I, it's okay because, I mean, you have a quarterback that is turning the ball over. He's yeah. making a lot of plays. He's making plays, and, and they just don't – I mean, they go hand in hand. You can't have a, a guy that's going to keep, you know, making some of these throws and having the, the mental toughness to keep going forward and not letting it bother them. Like, like it's really, really impressive. But – he is turning the ball over. So if you want to be worried moving forward, yes, because you're going to face better teams. And if he turns the ball over at the wrong time in the playoffs, like you said, it's a different beast, you could lose. You could. But he also could make that throw that he that mm-hmm. he made to, to Schultz for the touchdown 
in the in the same game. And and so I'll I'll take the guy. I'll take the guy that's not afraid to sling it and and that that is scoring points for this team. The turnovers, yes, you can't deny them. He threw one really bad throw, yeah. I think, in the entire game. I think he threw one bad throw in the game. But I mean, the other one, I mean, again, Hendershot is is uh, He's qualifying for the Olympics right now in, with the, with the rest of his teammates. Nick Sink was hilarious. That's the best volleyball team in the NFL. And they they are. are. I mean, they, they, I mean, we I mean, would give the University set. of Texas a, a run for yeah, their right, money for set. sure. Yeah, those receivers, and then you know, can't have a volleyball team without Diggs. I mean, he'll, he'll be on the team. So, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we, we've got the squad ready to go. I, it, oh, it, Diggs, Diggs had a volleyball moment yeah, too. He, he did. did. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Brian, I mean, you, you, you might have a different take on it. No. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I'm not worried about it because you should be because it keeps happening. But it, I, I, I'll take, I'll take the good because there's more good than bad. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, I think to me with the with the situation with the quarterback is. And maybe I need to have this rant like I did about the penalties because remember I said the penalties <laughs> yeah. don't matter. It's anymore. not going to change. It's not going to change. They're going to keep – and then every, every game now they've had three penalties. So maybe I need to will in a Dak is not going to throw any more interceptions. Um, I You know, I, I think Nick is absolutely right about this. I, I just – you know, his aggressiveness – the interceptions that bother me with Dak are the ones where I don't think he sees the guy. Mm-hmm. I think his intention, the defender. To, yeah, the defender. I, I, I think that the, the, those are the ones that get me. That like, damn, what was he looking at? You know, oh, he, he didn't see the cover, he didn't see the rotation, or he didn't see the linebacker. Those are the ones that get me. The ones that he's trying to fit in there to like a Dalton Schultz in that play, man. That is is that's a tough throw. I mean, I'm not defending the guy. He, you probably, but if you if you look at how the route developed for everybody else. He might as well just have taken the sack because, I mean, but that's Dak in that, that I'm not going to give up on a play. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this, I'm going to try and find a way to make this. I'm going to stand real tall on that front left leg and I'm going to throw it as hard as I can and hope that it makes it. But that the way the Titans played their coverage, he had no chance on that ball. I mean, it, it, it had to be perfect. And at that point, he wasn't perfect. A little banged up, knee, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I say, when he gets really stiff on that front left leg and lets it fly, two things are going to happen. We're going to all be cheering, or it's going to be, you know, defense, defense, you know, <laughs> because that's how it is with him. But that he that throw that he makes there, that that ball had no chance. It had no chance, and and that's where that's where you almost with Dak. How do you get that out of him? The 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 fight for another day play because if you watch the way it broke down, like I said, nobody was open. Yeah. Nobody was open, and the, and the and and the probably the guy that was covered the most was the guy he threw it to. Yeah, you know that's how. And then you got an all pro safety standing there too, just kind of ready to you know drive on the ball. So I don't know how to take that. Just eat it and fight for another day. Because that's the, that's the way I'm the I'm the guy that says when he's muddied and bloodied he plays better. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe he shouldn't be muddied and bloodied because that makes him play even more mm-hmm. intense. Yeah, his numbers yesterday: twenty nine of 41, 71 percent completion. He's like rattling off seventy every week. It seems like at yeah. this point, completing a high percentage of his passes: two hundred eighty two yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, an eighty five point six rating. That was pretty much determined by those two interceptions. That being said, and Brian, I think you brought up an interesting point there. 
Do you guys think that a conversation should be had if it has not already been had um, where Dak is told, hey, maybe we ought to back off that level of aggression just a bit? Or do, you, or do you think it's better to say, Man. as you were saying, Nick, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm going to account for the fact that there are gonna be, um, there's going to be a minus play here and there. As as McCarthy called it last night, yeah. there's going to be some of those. But man, if I don't, if I let him keep that same aggressiveness, there's also going to be plays like the touchdown to Schultz, like the Can't 52 that yard pass better. to to yeah, yeah. to Ty Hilton. Yeah. There are going to be those moments in games where he's going to let it fly, yeah. and we're going to see something really positive and really great happen as a result. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I mean, we probably were sitting here seven, eight years ago. Ten years ago, talking about Tony Romo, like <laughs> absolutely, this. This we is, were. This is yeah. kind of what Romo was, and you had to live with it. Yeah. Um, and and you know, and we know where it got him and where it didn't take him. We 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 get that. So, um, I w- the answer to your question, I think, is yes, and I think that they have had that conversation. Um, I think the center of the field, especially late, or especially red zone type stuff, that's not good. Green Bay, like we we yeah. saw the interceptions. Um, I think that you're seeing if you're going to take the chances and stuff like that, high out of bounds, throw it like. And, and Schultz has had a couple touchdowns like that. Um, even third and in, in twenty nine, third and nineteen last night, throw it deep, yeah. deep ball to well, Gallup. If it gets caught, great. If it gets incomplete, okay. If it gets intercepted, as long as you make the tackle, that's a great punt. So, by the way, great tackle by Tyler Smith. He saved it to be a ten ten game at half. On the on the pick, it could have been oh pick yeah six. on the pick yeah on the pick Tyler Smith Tyler yes, Smith he did. yeah he yeah. say he saved a touchdown right there I mean hustling but yeah to to I I think that with Dak the conversations you have with him about that I think he he looks at you and goes okay but then in the heat of the battle it's he doesn't remember the conversation mm-hmm. you know and and that's the thing I think that you that I, I think you really appreciate the fact that he. That he wants the will to win and the will to complete the play and make the play, but at what I, I think that the one thing we 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 cannot talk about Dak Prescott for all the good things he's done because of the interceptions. Yeah, that's the thing right now. Nobody wants to tell you know talk about the throws to Schultz or anything like that. What they want to talk about is. Well, what happened with Hendershot? Well, what happened with – that's the first question. He, like, he gets a press conference last week. Sometimes he gets lucky. The other – like last week when he threw the ball to Gallup in the cor- on, the, on the front pylon for the touchdown, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he was throwing the ball to, to Pollard, Pollard in yeah. the back corner. If that ball gets through, Bradbury intercepts it. That's, that's the margin. That's the line this guy mm-hmm. rides every time he throws the football. He rides that line of like – Okay, I'm going to let this one fly. Oh, it's caught. Great. Or, oh, wait, they just made an interception. So I think they talked to him. I think he knows it. But, man, his turnovers are really overshadowing how well he's really playing. So what's changed in his career? Because his first two seasons, he wouldn't throw any interceptions. Isn't it? I think it is that this year his teammates have, what is it, six or seven of the interceptions have been situations where – it's deemed to not have been his fault. I mean, if you take those away, his number's probably in line with what he typically does in a season as far as interceptions is concerned, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree on that, on the taking it away. But but also, I do think you could find six or seven p- passes where he probably almost threw an interception at the, yeah. at the 
But safety. isn't that isn't that like every quarterback in the league? I think that's I, I used to remember watching. This seemed like Brett they happened a little bit more, but no, Brett Favre was the worst. Brett, Brett Favre Trust was me. always the ball was always hit somebody's hand, yeah. but they couldn't catch it because his receivers yeah. couldn't catch yeah. it. Like yeah. I mean, it's just that happens around well, around the league. You we, know, defensive backs aren't great catchers typically. We yeah. Brett Favre's first season in Green Bay. Just real quick, Mike Holmgren. We had Mark Burnell as a quarterback as a backup, and and Ron Wolf, the general manager, went to Mike Holmgren after like one of those twenty three interceptions for a season and said, listen, if you want to play Brunel, I understand. And, and Mike's like, no, we got to keep going with this guy. This guy's going to get us there. You know, that's the kind of sometimes the thoughts that you have to have. Yeah. Like the, the general manager who brought Favre in is thinking, if you want to change the quarterbacks because of the turnovers, I'm not going to stop you. But the coach is like, no, 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 no. We're going to keep playing with this guy. This is one of those things that with, with, with Dak, it's, it's his DNA. It, it is his DNA. He is not going to give up, and that will either that will either take you there or it will absolutely kill you. And you know you have to be willing to 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 live with both. I think. Let's talk about Ceedee Lamb last night. He catches eleven passes of the fourteen targets he received, hundred yards. He became the third player. Can I say something real quick sure. too? Let's think about when Dak started. Just real quick, when sure. Dak started in two thousand sixteen, who was his receiving core? Where you like. Dez. Bryce Butler, Dez, Beasley, Beasley. I mean, they had Jane, some, was a uh, Wills Williams here, Terrence Williams. Terrence yeah. Williams. See, I'm just thinking. I, I wonder if with if things change with your supporting cast, Whitten. are you more willing? Are you, yeah, Witten. Yeah, and Witten as yeah. a safety. Yeah. Oh. See, I, but I wonder. I wonder if there was more. Is was there guys that caught the ball better? You know, with, with that crew, I mean, are you more? Yeah, I'm could trying, it, I'm could trying it to also think. be? Could it also be though too? This year, you look at the the receiving core, including the yeah. tight ends. There's a lot of new faces out there. Dak didn't play for a lot of the early part of the season. Could that also be a part of I, at least on the plays where know. guys aren't catching not, the ball? That that maybe there's the miscommunication where guys just aren't on the same page. I'm trying to find what is his willingness to just go ahead and throw it. Because maybe when you're when you're like when you're just the guy and you're like I'm not going to change plays I'm going to throw the ball where they tell me to I'm going to hand the ball off to this back you know those are the kinds of things I think that you think about early in your career and now you wonder if the personnel has changed is there more of a willingness to throw it sounds like you know the receivers they had back then you know, some quality receivers probably should have you know probably should have. Uh, you know, made some really, really good throws with those cats. Yeah. All right, let's talk about C.D. Lamb. Uh, he he became last night the third player in Cowboys history. I, I This shocked me. There have only been three players in Cowboys history who have had a season uh, of over where they had over 100 receptions. He became the third. Michael Irvin, Jason Witten are the other two. My question for you guys, this is kind of a big-picture question, but thinking about where you thought C.D. Lamb was at the moment that the Cowboys decided they no longer wanted to continue with Amari Cooper. Yeah, we talked about this to last where he, night. To yeah. where he is now. Yeah. How much better is he, or is it exactly what you expected from him at this point? No, no, I didn't expect that. I can't say that. I, I, I've been on record. Somebody's going to go find it if I, if I said otherwise. <laughs> oh, they'll definitely they'll find, find it. it. No, I, I didn't. I didn't, I, I, I didn't like the Amari Cooper trade, I, I, and I still don't, really, because— I mean, now, See, why making you no, feel? No, bad? hold on. Was the Ron Bland the fifth round pick that you got for that? Or huh? no, I think it was might have been. Well, let's go. It might have been Bland. I don't know. Whoever it is, I mean, that makes you feel a little bit. Yeah, better, a huh? little bit. If it's the Ron Bland, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I didn't. I didn't love it, and I didn't. And I and I said we will see about CD Lamb because yeah. he hasn't shown that yet, and he needs. I mean, who's the who's the CD Lamb that Cooper had? You know, who's mm-hmm. going to be his guy? Uh, but he has been. 
Amazing, and I think it start honestly. I think it has all really started with him when they started talking about uh, Odell. I totally agree. I totally. You agree. think that's what drove all Absolutely. this? Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's where it all began. Absolutely. He had to stand there and answer questions yeah. about not being good enough that they had to bring somebody else in, and I think that put him on notice. And I'll tell you another thing. I think they're moving him around a lot more. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that I think that the one thing that I'm so critical of Kellen Moore of in play calling is when you utilize. I know what I saw at Oklahoma with C.D. Lamb, and I'm seeing that right now with the way he's playing. That you know that one of my favorite plays they run is the arrow that they run, and and they they oh, move yeah. the pocket and they run the arrow in through the defense as it's all rotating one way. Was that the Giants game that he dropped? Yeah, that but, was. But, that but was he's sick. caught three or four more. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the play I thought they were going to run to T.Y. Hilton. Uh-huh. I was thinking, oh, how do you get T.Y. Hilton involved? Well, he's a little guy, so you run him through all that trash. Gosh. And then get him open back there, but they run the play with they run the play with Lamb, and it's like as soon as you see the pocket move and Dak turns back to the left, you're thinking 28 yard gain mm-hmm. uh, every single time because I know somebody on that side over there's open and it's usually Lamb. But I think that Kellen Moore, I I challenge Kellen Moore in the summertime, go watch his Oklahoma tape. Whatever they, whatever Lincoln Riley did for him, you need to think about because that's the player, and we're starting to see that with this guy. Yeah, and I, I think it's a hundred percent. I wish Amari Cooper was still here, though. Moving around, me yeah, too, yeah. me too. And yeah. and you know, I, I've I've said this before about you know Dez and and Cole Beasley. You know, Dez wasn't a guy that really moved around a lot, and I think it, I think it made a career for Cole Beasley because yeah. I don't believe Cole Beasley could have played if Dez was playing in the slot and all that. Um, mm-hmm. All the way around. I don't think Cole Beasley has a role, um, so I think I think th- they kind of worked well together. But the best in the league, the best receivers in the league, line up everywhere, mm-hmm. and 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 they create matchups for for people that say, "Oh, I'm just pay, take your best corner mm-hmm. and and cover him wherever you he goes." Can't double a guy that moving all the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and and that's why corners that do travel, if they can also play in the slot. Then that certainly helps them because these the best receivers in the game are lining up everywhere, and I think you're right. CD's doing that; he's lining up everywhere. Yep. Let's talk about another receiver, Ty Ty Hilton. Last night, most production he's had since he's been here from the standpoint of of number of receptions. He had four receptions, five targets, fifty yards, a twenty-eight. How many passes? Th- first down, long three. Yeah, I mean, at one point we were like, is everything I was he catches is, is it a first down? Like, that's what I, that's what yeah. I was asking. That my my vision of what Odell Beckham. Remember, I was talking yes. about the yeah, Green that's Bay. Exactly what you're talking we about. Talked the, about the, it. the Green yeah. Bay fourth and three. I have an option now. Yeah. I have something I could. He he caught that ball in the he caught that ball in the drag and and, uh, and, and, and made a guy miss. And now what is it? it's like a twenty yard gain. Yeah. It should have been a first down and like. But no, he's gonna he's gonna take nineteen more yards out of that play. Mm-hmm. That's what this team was looking for. Exactly. To me, when they were hunting Odell Beckham. And they're they're random looking, cooks whoever yeah, yeah they're looking for that guy on third down you throw him the ball and it's a twenty yard and, gain and and no offense to any other player on how it's done okay but but one of the big things about Odell other than other than being injured was just how's this going to fit how, yeah. what, what you know right in the middle of the season we kind of know what we think we know of him and all that and again. I, he might have been better. He, maybe he would have been or could, could be or whatever, but he's not going to have a five-catch game like that for 60 yards and make some really key plays and talk to four or five reporters and say, am I good, am I good, and kind of sneak out without the cameras coming and being like, okay, good. I, that's not Odell. That's not what it's going to be. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because everybody's their own way, but I'm just saying 
T.Y. comes in, he's doing his job, he's blending, he fits, and he's not trying to get, he's not trying to take, he's so happy for CD and all that. Again, I'm not talking about Odell. I'm talking about what T.Y. has done, and it's fitting perfectly this, for what they want. This, this is a move that probably at the end of the day, as Stephen Jones would like to say, is probably, they, they caught a break. They probably caught a break not having Odell Beckham come in here and have to rehab and all the questions about that. And, mm-hmm. and at least you're getting stump, you're getting stuff out of T. Y. Hilton. You're getting a healthy player that's making plays. Yeah, it's interesting. Last night in the you mentioned C. D. in the locker room afterwards. C. D. was talking about having T. Y. on the team and what that does. And he's like, "Look, teams want to double team me. Yeah. Go for it, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's the beauty of having somebody like T. Y. He is an experienced, not just an experienced receiver, a really good experienced receiver." And if they can keep him healthy, which that's really been his issue is staying healthy. If they can keep him healthy, he adds a lot to this team from the standpoint of not only the big plays, but as we saw last night, some of those shorter plays – and he can turn into longer plays that's, because he has the ability to to get the yards. That's, after the catch. that's the guy I was looking for when yeah. they were hunting yeah. these receivers. I was looking for somebody. A third down, you throw him the ball, and it turns into a big first down, and then a big play. And yeah. Derek said that in the press box, talking about oh, exactly. Yeah, to me, it's oh. exactly what what Brian, Brian was talking was about. Yeah. yeah. Like how was the barbecue play? last night? I heard it was good. Oh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. All right, yeah. compared I mean, to Jacksonville, <laughs> and we were coming off Jacksonville, so let's be clear. I somebody wonder what else you talked about besides T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, the barbecue was better. Now Nick had a little moment. He he didn't get a chance to eat his barbecue and self-imposed whatever. But, 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 whatever. It's but yeah good. it was still good it was a good barbecue it wasn't my best weekend for eating but um no, no it was uh, not uh, oh i was gonna say ty and cd yeah the the play of the game wasn't thrown to either one of them and it wasn't even caught i mean the pass interference yeah mm-hmm. 52 or 51, 51 yards 51 yeah. yard yeah. pass interference i mean that's one of those where you just think i i guarantee you there are people that are like What's the college rule again? I mean, yeah. does it have to be spot foul? Oh, no. I mean, that is a when you're, absolute Well, when your team game. gets oh, no, it, you're, you're like, the, I love it. Like, keep this rule. Yeah, it's perfect. When you're the Titan fan, you're thinking, right. give me the 15 yards. <laughs> right. Don't get, and Al Michaels was even surprised, like fifty-one yards. I know, and that's I'm a lot. Like, man. Okay, half well, a field. He, he like hugged him. Yeah. you know, he was hugging yeah. his waist. I mean, no doubt, you can't do that. Yeah, no but doubt. All right, that was a bailout play. I mean, that that changed everything. Momentum, yeah. the game. That's Dak not giving up on a play. Yeah, yeah. that yep. that's what he does. So I'm gonna throw it. Two <laughs> weeks in a row, it's been a fifty-one and a fifty-two yard pass from here to there. Yeah. that's really changed the game. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got to talk about the offensive line, hopefully get mm. to the defense as well. got some injuries to talk about on that offensive line and what that could mean for the Cowboys going forward. It's DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Dr. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience. Grab Cowboys Nation-worthy hoodies, tees, accessories, Cowboy Joes, and more. Yeah, welcome back. The Cowboy Joe thing's sweet. Is it called way, that? It Cowboy Joe? I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Cowboy Joe yeah. logo. That goes back to McCarthy, my era. McCarthy like, wears that, right? That's the one he always he? wears? He wore his yesterday. Yeah. Okay. He did. When you wore the – by the way, man, what a field to have to wear all white uniforms on. That just was a mess. And they're playing a bowl game there tomorrow. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, 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 are you talking, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, Zeke. Zeke. He's just like it's all like green. like a leprechaun. Yeah. I mean, he was just sitting there. just <laughs> Notre Dame throwback uniform. <laughs> it, it, did, it did look like that. But, uh, you know, he had a game that just – like he scores a t- another touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Another milestone for him. Nine straight games with a touchdown. The amazing part about that is like Emmett did it back in '95. Took okay. off his helmet every single time, right? Every yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and he won. <laughs> Made a rule for him. I yeah. don't think he won MVP that year, but he set the record for most touchdowns in a season that year in '25. Yeah. I mean, Emmett was the dude, and they were into the Super Bowl and all that. And Zeke, it's like nine in a row, quietly. Yeah, you know, he's not the main guy right now. But but I, I will say this: is, is everyone that says Derrick Henry though, they would have. You know, it would have been a different game with Henry, and it probably would have been. I think the Cowboys missed Pollard. Maybe not as much, but they definitely missed Pollard in the game. Yeah. I mean, they missed that one-two punch. Well, they missed some blocks, too. Yeah. They missed blocks in this yeah. game. Yeah, they had – they they had – going back and watching, they, they there was some point-of-attack stuff. The tight ends weren't particularly very good in this game. They had some problems getting up on the second level. They let run, line, linebackers run through. I don't know if Pollard would have made much of – the, the inside running – aspect of their game and then there were some cuts that Zeke tried to make that normally Zeke just kind of pushed the hole mm-hmm. and it's a gain of five or you spill for six instead of trying to cut it and now it's a gain of two kind of a thing so yeah I, I it, to me watching there was some there was some times where they got buckled I mean Tyler Smith got buckled a couple of times Biotish got buckled one time I mean they they really and even even uh, Zach Martin he he's trying to help he's trying to help Tyron Smith on a play so he goes really far down inside and as he's going now he has to adjust back mm. and linebacker comes right through and makes the tackle behind him and and it's a play where you're kind of thinking if it's it's it maybe it's muscle memory for Zach Martin when he's used to playing with steel mm-hmm. that he has to help yeah. so he, he he like slams that guy all the way to Tyron Smith well, Tyron already had him yeah and now you see Zach Martin kind of go oh damn you know, and now he has to adjust back. 
there were some there were some there were some battles they lost at the point of attack, and there were some run through plays that really really run through linebackers that really hurt them in this game to run in the football. Speaking of the offensive line, Cowboys take another hit there. Uh, their center goes down during yeah. the game. Uh, interesting part, though, and I don't know if we know anything about that injury yet. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, know if you heard anything, Nick. Well, I mean, a couple things. Uh, um, I, I will say uh, three three things that I can kind of go off here. Number one, just seeing him in the locker room after the game, walking a little bit without the boot. Then he puts the boot on. You could just kind of tell the way he was moving that this wasn't wasn't major. Did get a chance to talk to somebody on the medical staff that said, we'll see, they weren't overly concerned. And that's pretty much what Jerry said yeah. on the radio yeah. about an hour ago on 105.3 The Fan, that, that they, they're not as worried as they maybe they thought that he could be. Yeah. It doesn't mean he plays this week. Yeah. I wouldn't put him out against Jonathan Allen and, <laughs> and Payne, yeah. you know. But um, – but I'm curious how I don't really I haven't looked at the tape. I'm sure I think you did yeah, McGovern. He, he, how did McGovern? Oh, I was just going to ask about McGovern. Oh, McGovern at center was fine actually. Yeah, he actually was. The the thing about it was he, he the assignments the the way that he his technique and things like that not an issue. When they put Tyler Smith at guard is 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 a little bit of a struggle. That was uh. a struggle for him. And I think what happens to him is he goes from playing tackle to now okay I got to remember my guard assignments here, mm-hmm. and maybe gets a little bit overwhelmed and you kind of see him thinking a little bit too much. He is a really strong guy, but there's be those there will be those times where his base gets like really narrow and he's like fighting the yeah. like sit down on a guy and then he and then that's what I'm saying he gets crumpled a little bit. They, and he's they, dealing with more power and they, size yeah, down that, there that, at, at guard. At yeah. guard. And yeah. they, the guy like Tart, you know, those guys there's just so damn big inside yeah. and they're gonna play teams that have big inside players. And that's gonna be but this was a this was a battle that I'm saying that that there were some one on one stuff in this game that they lost. And I, and I like I say that's give the Titans some credit for playing the way they did up front. Yeah, if that there were obviously three moves that happened as a result of that one. You got yeah, McGovern and, down at center. Now you got Tyler and, at, at, at and, guard, and, and, and Peters, now you Peters at, at Peters, a tackle. If Peters was okay, the thing about Peters is it sixty five Peters? Yeah. You know, is it or is it? Eight Peters or ten Peters or twelve, whatever. You know, that's the thing that you're going to have to worry about going forward. I mean, he, he, his block on the Dak shot to Schultz. I mean, he did a great job of holding the guy right there, and the Dak kind of slightly moved a little bit, and then got the launch angle he needed. This makes me wonder, like, what's the, these next two weeks are going to be interesting? Because, like, yeah. you know, they're not as worried about Biotish. If that's if that's the quote, that's what that makes me think. Over the next two weeks. I mean, like, yeah. like, not, or were they worried that he was out for the year, and that means he probably doesn't come or may not come back until two weeks into the playoffs, right? Right, but I mean, I, I would, I would think there's probably a chance that maybe he could, he could give it a go. I mean, there's a chance he could probably play for the playoff game. Yeah, these offensive linemen are like they, they need their feet and they need their base and all that. But guys like Biotis, they're so tough. Mm-hmm. They're just like. You know, Zach Martin. Zach Martin got rolled late in that mm-hmm. game, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just kind of by the pile and got rolled up on the end. Tyler did, too, at yeah, one point. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just, you know, you're really at the mercy of 
how bad somebody's falling around and stuff like that, you know? There will Grayson be... Allen in an NBA game <laughs> falling into people, you know? That dude, that's yeah. unbelievable how he's still... <laughs> I know, but that's what happens. These guys get knocked into people, and they yeah. fall, like, into someone's legs just standing there. Like, really, Biotis is just blocking, and they kind of, like, you know, a guy just gets driven into his legs, Yeah, you know? You know, I, if, if there's going to be a lot of people... In this organization, in the Cowboys Nation, they're going to be rooting for the Saints, and rightfully so. <laughs> if they do not win, yeah. there will be some people that will probably be like, you know what, good, because oh, no. this team needs a break. They need to, there's some players that I'm really kinda, need a break. I'm kind of like, there isn't a loss for me this no, weekend. No. no I, either if, way, I think there's a positive that can come out of it. I we, really we've do. all thought this was going to be the five seed. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. the five seed. The Eagles are going to win. What are you going to be – okay, we come in here Monday morning and the Saints somehow pull that thing out. Well, let me lay this out for you. There are four games – There are four games this <laughs> for weekend. For the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> there are four games this weekend that could matter for the Cowboys. Sure. you got New Orleans at Philadelphia for obvious reasons. Right. You've got Carolina at Tampa Bay because right, right now that if could you be stay at five – yeah. Whoever you're going to play at the four seed is probably going to be the winner of this game. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Then you've got, if Philadelphia should lose, there are two games that then become really important to you. San Francisco at Las Vegas. One loss each there. Yep. And then Minnesota at Green Bay. Because those are the two teams that if you're going to jump Philadelphia, you kind of want to jump them and get something really valuable, which maybe could be a a number one seed. Those two teams both have to lose another game for you to be able to jump them if you jump Philadelphia. And Minnesota's playing in Green Bay, and Green Bay's trying to get into this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's th- those four games yeah. I think are very important yeah. to you. The first two being the noon games: New, New Orleans at Philadelphia, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Yeah. See what happens there, and hey, then based on that, it, the afternoon if, could be interesting. If 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 Philadelphia beats New Orleans, turn this thing into a preseason game. Do Absolutely. exactly what Tennessee did. Absolutely. Give it to yeah. Washington. Do let's, what you do. Let's, Have fun. Let's see some of these Go guys. Off. Yeah, Micah Parsons. Yeah. You you get a nice looking Cowboy Joe hoodie, and everybody else gets. Which really game. gives them a great opportunity because now they get more than than the two weeks because they they played on Thursday right. this week. So you really can give them a good amount of time to get rested and healed if you, know, you don't have to play that game. But. Again, though, this is not a preseason game. Yeah. And, and the, the difference is, is you don't have 80 people on the you don't. roster. No, you don't. So you have to be selective. But right. you can but play the point- But the last preseason game is what? With they, they're down to like 60. I mean, it's it's a it's a low number still. Yeah. Like it's 65 or something like that. Remember, it's not the whole 80. It, I, I think they cut 22 players. I think, yeah. I think it's 75 to 53. I think that's typically the way it is. What I will say, though, is that's I'm not really worried about everybody sitting down. Who? I just have certain guys like Micah, pick and who choose? I feel I feel like Micah's body has taken yeah, a toll yeah, this year, Micah, and I that's an easy one for me. J. Ron Curse is another one. Every week it feels like he's just battling, battling, battling to try to stay in there. Sit him down. Like those right, are the kind of right. guys I look at, and I'm like, give them a break. Can I ask you one really quick one? Do you rest Nashawn Wright knowing you don't have anything else behind him, or does he need the experience? He needs to, to keep. Pl- he needs to play. In my opinion, well, is Diggs gonna play? Maybe not. I mean, I, that's one where I'm like, man, put I want to see Kelvin put, Joseph. Let's see what Kelvin got. Put Joseph yeah. out there. Yeah, let's see what he could do. And here are the commanders. I mean, the commanders might lose this week, and it might mean Dude. nothing for right. them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Do we know if we're playing Saturday or Sunday yet? No. We do not. We do not know what This day. is all just like I'm, we're just so figuring it out as we go. And we'll probably find out. I'm, I'm assuming. I think our PR staff said that we may find out like Saturday. I'm sorry, Sunday night. 
But it could be until Monday after the Monday night game because the NFL is trying to see how they get their best matchups for that final week. So It's not going to be Dallas-Washington. That's not going to be your best matchup. No, probably not. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to be Sunday at noon. See, That's what I'm see, guessing. See, the reason why I don't think— You're hoping. The reason, <laughs> the reason why I don't think that Dallas-Washington will be anything other than an afternoon game. And it yeah. could be Saturday, right? It, it could be. It the, could the reason be. why is if the Dallas-Washington game matters, it's it means that Philly and the Giants matter. Yep. Yeah. And then you're not going to— Put these two games not at the same time, so it's not going to be a night game. It's not going to be. They need to play at the same time. They need to play at the same time. So it's either noon or three. So I think that they're going to play in the afternoon together together at the same time if it matters. And if it doesn't matter, then it's not a game you want to put it at night, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But but let me say one more thing about playoff stuff. I did it last year and I was wrong. I I openly cheered for the 49ers to go drive down the field and beat the Rams and that cool now we're at home with the three seed and all that stuff and that did not work out well no, it did not at all out. I'd rather play Kyler Murray again uh, they should have done that so I'm not really as, as much as everyone wants to say man get Tom Brady out of there let's play Carolina we'll be sitting at the press box in Carolina eating Krispy Kreme donuts going this Foreman guy keeps running all over their right. ass and so I'm like I'm sorry I I'm still even, I, I'm just I not still gonna, don't trust it I don't want to I do not want to play Tampa Bay I'm just okay I'm just not pick, I just not caring it is what it is go play because good point whoever it is I got to drive to Fort Worth Nick <laughs> <laughs> sorry all right folks <laughs> we appreciate you right. yeah, that's funny we appreciate you guys Jones. we'll be back we'll be back on Tuesday actually we won't have any shows on Monday but we'll be back on Tuesday uh, we will start talking about uh, what's coming up next week for the Cowboys versus. No the, Monday show. No, no, sh- no Monday show. No, it is a company holiday Monday. Okay, so we will not be on the air Monday. Thank we you. We'll be back on Tuesday. Cowboys uh, cost me money here. <laughs> Until then, for Nick, we'll find something else for you to do if you want to. Why not? We always got stuff to do now. Uh, for Nick Eatman, Brian brought us some Derek Eagles, and this has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?